Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Richard. So good to see you. Always good to be with you, Sam. Great, and we, you know, we love hearing from our listeners, and we've answered some questions yeah. in the past, and we'd encourage you guys to to shoot us your questions, whether it's tweeting Richard or emailing us podcast at blackaby.org. and we, you know, we hear all the time about the impact this has had on on people's lives, and yeah, all around the world, we we're yeah. getting comments, and uh, you know, I and I, this always comes out uh, on Tuesday mornings, and so usually later Tuesday morning. I've got an inbox full of people just uh, tell me what how they appreciated that, and it's always encouraging to to Absolutely. get that kind of feedback. We just want to thank our listeners and and encourage you as well to share this with your friends mm-hmm. and, and rate uh, us. Yeah, uh, rate us on uh, what is it? Apple Podcast now it used to be something else, I think. But yeah, if you can, uh, if you people email us and thank us, but it, what, the best way to thank us as well is just to go ahead and rate it. Uh, Five out of five, whatever the highest one is, if you do that. (laughs) But I think that does make a difference in how people can even find it and what pops up for people when they're looking for a a leadership podcast. And so that's certainly a great way to And it doesn't take long. It's such a short amount of your time used to, to time. just give us a, a, a I sense a segue coming yeah, here, Sam. <laughs> such a keener, such a keener. <laughs> yes, there is there is a, a segue into time and time management. And, and uh, you've talked a lot about time before, and mm-hmm. you have a whole chapter in your book on time. And you might say, hey, I'm a leader. I, you know, you've probably heard about time and uh, how to manage your time before, but uh, tell us why we're we're diving into this topic today. Well, I think most leaders would probably immediately say, "Well, I know how to manage my time. I've got a day timer. I've I have a software program. Uh, I've got uh, alerts and so on that reminds me of my to do list and so on." But uh, time is the most valuable thing a leader has. It was said of Napoleon. He, he, he uh, said to his generals, ask anything of me except my time. He, yeah. He'd give them money, give them men, give them cannons, but Napoleon understood how critical his time was. Peter Drucker uh, said, effective executives don't start with their tasks, they start with their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we tend to want to make a to-do list. and I know I do. <laughs> yeah, and I, a to-do lists are not necessarily bad, but I think you first have to say, how much time do I have? And what am I going to do with that time? How do I uh, dispense that time with the various tasks I have? And we, we tend just to uh, sort of be passive with time, just say, well, we, we know that it's passing, uh, and let's see how much I can get done today, instead of saying what what's reasonable to accomplish in the amount of time I have. And, um, and what you'll find is, um, well, of course, we all know that every person has the exact same amount of time. It seems like some people accomplish far more than others do, even though they have the same amount of time. I was thinking the other day about people like Mozart. He died at, at age 35. Uh, we can only wonder if he lived to be 70, what he, what kind of music we'd be listening to on our iPods now. Well, and it's people like that. You know, I, I'm not far from 35. No, closer <laughs> than you think now, Sam. <laughs> like, what uh, have I done with my life? Yeah, that's right. Well, Alexander the Great died at age 32. And an interesting story, 
there was a, a huge monument built to, to Alexander the Great and Caesar uh, from Rome uh, came across that statue and he wept because he was actually 32 at the time. And Caesar thought to himself, when Alexander the Great was my age, he had already conquered the world. And what have I yeah. done at the time he's died already? And of course, Caesar would do quite a bit uh, afterward. But um, Blaise Pascal was 39. And a lot, of, a lot of people who have made lasting contributions, who had huge successes, died in their 30s or even younger, some in their 20s. Uh, and you, so you think to yourself, we don't know how much time we have, but are we using it wisely? And when you suddenly realize you have six months to live, you, you're not nearly as wasteful with your time as you are when you think you've got years uh, to go. And so leaders have an unusual sense, I think, of time. They're aware. Uh, now, if all you're doing is killing eight hours a day, at, maybe at your your factory job or wherever you work, if it's a place you don't enjoy working, you can hardly wait for time to count down because so you can go home and the weekend can come. But when you realize that your work is uh, your calling from God, that your opportunity to change the world happens with the time that you're given, you, you start to get to a point where you don't want to waste time. Uh, there's, of course, when you think of what Paul said in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, Paul said, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, basically, Paul is saying only a fool would waste his time. So handle your time wisely. Don't, don't be foolish about it. And then he says, redeem the time, which basically what that means is to redeem something means that it's been lost, that it's been taken away from you. And what he's saying is get it back, uh, reclaim it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of leaders, they don't, they would think, well, what do you mean redeem my time? I don't have enough time as it is. But what Paul would say is, you know what? You, there's time that you've given away. There's time that you've wasted uh, and get it back, reclaim it for good. Uh, don't let it be squandered away with frivolous uh, uh, investment when you could have been changing the world with that same amount of time. Yeah, and you talk about reclaiming time in your spiritual leadership book that you wrote with your dad. Um, and I just wonder, how how do leaders waste time, and how can they not waste time? Yeah, there's lots and lots of ways, uh, but I think it's important for us uh periodically to do a bit of an inventory mm -hmm. of how our time is being spent. And in fact, there's some pretty good suggestions at times of even just uh, tracking for a while, maybe for a week, uh, jot down how you spent minute by minute almost uh, of your time. And you might be appalled at how much time ended up just being lost by unimportant activities. Several things that uh, I would say in that regard. One is uh, sometimes leaders waste time because they just have failed to prioritize. And so they, I mean, they're busy, they're active, but they're just active doing things that are secondary. Uh, it, it is true that the squeaky wheel tends to get uh, the grease. And yeah. so when someone comes in or they're calling frantic for you to do this for them or provide this information, that might not by any means be the most important thing you could do with your time, but of course you're trying to keep someone happy, get them off your back. Uh, I think the telephone is one of the rudest inventions ever created. <laughs> you might've sat down at your desk prepared to give some deep thought to a crucial issue in your business. Uh, 
but someone called and interrupted that whole train of thought, and now they've derailed where you were going, and now you've been hijacked into their panic being a priority in your life as well. And so to know, to, to go into each day, into each week, knowing what the most important things are. The Apostle Paul uh, said in Philippians chapter 3, this one thing I do, and oftentimes I think that's just a great question to ask is, if there's only one thing I get done today at work, what is that one thing I must do? As you enter a whole week, say, if there's just one major thing I'm going to get done this week, what would that one major thing be? Entering a whole year. And 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 apply that to your work, certainly, but apply that perhaps to your marriage. In this next um, month, what's the one thing I'd like to really see happen in my marriage, uh, in my own personal health. What's one thing in the next month I really want to see happen? And be priority driven, not uh, crisis driven. Hmm. Uh, don't, don't be run by your emotions. Uh, be run by principles and goals and priorities. Know ahead of time what's important and then don't let anyone cause you to deviate from that. Um, a second thing is there's a myth that uh, we can multitask. And Certainly you can multitask on less important matters. Uh, if you're drive, commuting to work, you could be listening to our podcast at the same time and yeah. accomplish two things at once. That's a great use of your time. <laughs> you, you know, you could possibly, you could be eating breakfast in the morning and turn the news on and catch the news. You know, at, at one level, at a lower level, you can do more than one thing. But uh, But if it's problem solving, if it is considering the future and where your business, where your your organization needs to go. If it's solving nagging, ongoing problems. If it requires uh, thinking if it, and yes, creating. Re- deep thinking, problem solving, now that takes focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, our problem is that we're only going at about half speed. We're doing mediocre work because we're trying to really do three things uh, in, the, in the time we should be doing one important thing. And what happens is you end up just doing a bunch of things in a mediocre way instead of one thing with excellence. And I feel like it usually takes longer too. It's yeah. Like if I had just like put down the phone and, and just focused on this one yeah. task, I could have had it done in five minutes, but yeah. instead I've dragged it out to 30. Exactly. Or, you, know. I, you know, I've done that where I'm sitting at my desk and then, oh, there an email came in. Who's that from? And, uh, or this happened, or there's a news flash, or someone just texted me. Uh, let me just see what that is. Oh, no, okay, where was I again? And before you know it, you're, you've been derailed. Now you got to get back on the tracks again. And instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to just turn everything else off and focus deeply in a prolonged way on this one issue until I get this thing settled and solved. And you know, you, if you start to just knock off important matters one by one, all the smaller ones always find a way of getting dealt with. But if you let the small ones derail the big issues, you end up, just getting farther and farther behind. Hmm. Um, a third thing is, and and I've kind of come at this a number of times, but we squander a lot of time that we don't even realize we're wasting. And I've mentioned this, I'm sure, before, but uh, I did I did an experiment one time where I took a very uh, prominent book, a biography on Harry Truman. It's almost a, it's about a thousand pages, and I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna read this book only in time that otherwise would be wasted, and so. If I went to the dentist, I sat there in the waiting room uh, and I, I read the book. Uh, 
I, I met someone at a restaurant. They were running 15 minutes late. I always take a book into a restaurant because sure enough, if I don't, uh, I'll th- they'll be running late and I'll be sitting there agonizingly looking at my phone and the menu. Uh, otherwise, I could be reading a great book. You go pick up a child uh, after school, but they got delayed with a teacher and now you're just sitting there doing nothing. You go pick someone up at the airport, they're running late and you're got nothing to do. Uh, you, you, you know, check your Facebook on your phone, which is really accomplishing nothing. Yeah. Uh, instead, you, I read what's considered one of the finest presidential biographies written. Uh, and I did it all in time that otherwise I would have been totally just killing time. And what that said to me is, you know, when someone, for instance, says, well, I just don't have time to read. I would say you do have time Just stop wasting those dead spaces in your life that you could have read a book. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily like audio books as much. There's some books that are fine that way. I, I like to underline books and mark them up and read them carefully. But, but certainly when you're driving, you could, you could be listening yeah. to an audio book. I don't suggest reading a real book. I've known people in the past who did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, what I would just say is if I followed you around for a week and I mean, I watched moment by moment, minute by minute, how you spent your time, I bet you I could find some time that you're wasting where that you're, and, 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 you know, you have to be careful because you, sometimes you can get carried away and all of a sudden it's, you're, you're, you know, every, I don't want to turn you into workaholic where you're just working all the time. But when you say, I don't have time to read, I don't have time to have a quiet time, don't have time to pray. I don't have time to talk with my wife uh, or husband. You, there's, you probably do have time. You, it's just that you've right now you've chosen to spend it in a different way, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of the ways you've chosen to spend it are wasteful. And you could easily reclaim those periods of time and do something more useful. Well, there's a lot of ways that we waste time, and I suspect you have a couple of more, but let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and and wrap up. Great. Although we don't offer transcripts of the podcast, Richard writes blog posts on many of the leadership topics discussed on the show. You can find these and other resources at richardblackaby.com. Richard, we've already seen a few ways how people waste time, and uh, it's it's so easily wasted. Mm -hmm. Um. And I suspect you've got a, a few more areas that I do that and, uh, uh, could probably sh- strike at the heart. I can stay in this soapbox for a while, beating my drum. <laughs> uh, yeah, a fourth way is just a, and and some of these kind of overlap, but but allowing other people to waste your time. Uh, it's bad enough when you're wasting your own time, but when you let someone else waste it, that's even worse. And there, you will just always find in places you work that they're always time wasters. There are people that just don't seem to have enough important things to do. They're not driven. Uh, there's some real verbal people that just love, love to talk. And they just they, they need to just process things verbally, perhaps. Uh, they just are real social animals. They, When they get to work, they want to just take the first 30 minutes and just use up a bunch of their words that have built up over the evening. Uh, and And if you're not careful, you'll be just, you'll have other people waste your time. And I... I mean, I, I get along well with people. I, I'm happy to visit with people. But if people kind of start really infringing on my time, I get real protective of that. And uh, there, there are times you just need to say, well, 
hey, this has been great. I've got work to do. Or you wrap up the phone call uh, or you just close your door when you really need to send a message. I don't. If you're just walking down the hall looking for someone to talk to, this is not the place to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've even had, I, I've had people that uh, maybe I scheduled a, a meeting with my leadership team and uh, and I had someone come 15 minutes early one time just because they said, well, I know I'm early, but I've I've finished all the work I have to do. And I, I was not trying to be rude, but I said, well, you're welcome to sit there, but I haven't finished all the work I need to do. And I can get a lot done in 15 minutes. And the person got the message and ultimately left and came back 15 minutes later. I, I When I say I, we're going to have a meeting at 10, that doesn't mean you arrive at quarter to 10 because I can get a lot done in those 15 minutes. And so mm-hmm. you have to kind of set some boundaries to say, please don't waste my time. Like, like Napoleon saying, I, I'll give you a lot, but but please don't don't waste my time. There's just too much uh, to be done. A fifth thing is that some people really see themselves as they, they confuse busyness with pro- productivity, mm. and I, I see this a lot in offices. It, you know, it feels good. Oh, right? like there's that. If you're if you're running down the hallway late for a meeting and you've got a bunch of papers that you're you know grabbing and sorting out, and you're frantically looking at your uh, your cell phone to see what messages have come in since while you were in your previous meeting. Uh, it's, it's almost a joke, uh, but over the course of my leadership uh, career, when I would ask people, how are you doing? The, typically the people who always told me how busy they were, were the ones who were accomplishing the least. Hmm. I, I mean, you could take it to the bank. There, there's, I know I could, I could name several people in the course of my life, that every solitary time I ask them, how are you doing? Oh, just swamped, just yeah. swamped, just really busy. Uh, and you almost feel like they protest too much. It's that they keep trying to convince people that they're really busy, although they're not producing anything. Mm. Their sales are are the lowest. Their uh, profits, uh, their advancements, their projects they're getting done are the least significant. Uh, but, boy, they're busy. They're, because they ran to this meeting and ran to that meeting, they were tied up for 45 minutes on the phone. But at the end of the day, they haven't accomplished anything. And so I would just be pretty brutal to say, well, with all the busyness of my day, at the end of the day, what was what was the fruit of that busyness? Mm. What was the result? And yeah. uh, don't mistake busyness for productivity. I think that could be a, an entire podcast oh, right there. Oh, it could. Yeah. And and it's very seductive because you come yeah. home at the end of the day tired and uh, you know you're you're frazzled from all the meetings and you 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 come home your spouse says how was your day oh busy i was just nonstop, non-stop you know <laughs> but it was a bunch of unnecessary meetings uh, that went too long that didn't stay on topic that didn't ever identify what needed to be accomplished or who was going to follow up who was accountable it was just wasted time all day long and running from here to there. And so you have that sense. And those are the people that typically will say, I have no time to read, have no time to do anything else. Mm -hmm. And the fact is you could eliminate two-thirds, three-quarters of everything they're doing without any noticeable loss. Uh, In fact, they'd actually become more productive. But to them, all these things... It feels productive. It feels because they're busy, because they're tired, because they can look at their calendar and proudly show that every hour is accounted for with some scheduled activity that's not producing anything. Mm-hmm. Two, two final things, and one that's very common as well, is the people that waste their time 
are those who typically have an inability to say no. Mm. They are people pleasers often. Uh, they Maybe their pride, they want to feel needed. Uh, they feel like, well, if I don't say yes, then uh, next time they need someone to serve on a committee or to do something, uh, they may, won't ask me again, so I better say yes. Uh, and because of that, uh, they are letting other people hijack their valuable time. They're letting other people set the agenda for their schedule because of all of the things people are asking them to do. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, if you, if you know that you, if you're being driven by your priorities and what is producing the most results for you, uh, and then someone comes along with a secondary kind of frivolous activity, you'll, you'll know right away if you're, if you're priority driven to say, I just, I'm sorry, I wish I could say yes. And oftentimes leaders, uh, who work hard have the ability to take on a lot of things. That was for years one of my problems. I, I could just I could say yes and I could get the job done. Yeah. But over time what you discover is your your the quality of your work is diminished. Yeah. I'm 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 getting it done, but instead of getting doing A plus work, I'm down to about B B minus work and it's still maybe satisfactory. But I'm not, I'm not getting home runs at this point because I've, I've got too many things I'm doing now. I, well, I didn't say no enough. I can see how easily that's tied back to the, to the last one as well. It's, it's just busyness. You know, that, that's always been a struggle for me is saying no. And just a shameless plug for <laughs> Boundaries uh, by Henry Cloud. That really, yeah. that really helped me sort of reframe the 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 concept of saying no and and how freeing yeah. that is and I think uh, we really have to look at our what why do we always say yes mm-hmm. you know and of course sometimes we can really spiritualize that and say well I'm just a really nice guy yeah. you know just, I just serving, I'm just you know? so talented everybody needs me I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in such demand uh, and oftentimes really to be honest we say yes because um, we we it it strokes a certain ego need yeah, that we have yeah. and we want to feel important we want to feel needed we want everybody to like us we we, we want to walk in the room and everybody to uh, appreciate what we've done for them but the fact is those things that we must do that god has assigned for us to do now we're doing a third-rate job because we're, we're instead of pleasing god with the one life we have we're trying to please everybody else mm. that knows hey you want something done, just get Sam to do it, just get Richard to do it. And uh, it strokes our, our ego needs at the moment, but when we fail to accomplish what God created us and called us to do, because we're so busy bailing everybody else out, uh, in the long run, that's not nearly as satisfying. Right. The last thing just to say, and of course this is pretty pretty self-evident, and yet it's not, it's something we struggle with, and that is all the social media. I not, but I tell you what, I, I'm the first one, you know, with every head bowed and every eye closed, who who here has been guilty of wasting time on social media? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you go on maybe Facebook, or you go on Twitter, and you, uh, you go on Instagram, you're just kind of looking at these pictures and this article and you're scrolling along and and i mean there are times i'll do that where i mentally i'm kind of in a transition i've just finished a project i just wrote a sermon uh you know i just answered a bunch of emails and before i go to this next project i'm going to just take a check in here check in you know but see what's happening but before you know it you could you could be scrolling and uh and 30 minutes has gone by and really you've not read anything that's actually informative that's helpful to your work uh, just curiosity, what what's going on in other people's lives before, you know, and I'll tell you, I won't even get into 
to games online. Uh, my yeah. wife and I, as you know, we we play Scrabble online, and that's kind of because I travel so much. That's a way for her and I to kind of stay connected. But I know folks that will play hours and hours of online games, and I, I remember one person that it would post on Facebook what scores he had gotten in certain games. And the problem was that it was posting during work hours. And so, I mean, I thought, hey, like, clue clue in here moment. If you're going to be playing uh, online games during time you're being paid by the hour, uh, don't publicize it. But uh, but seriously, that, when you, when you stop, at the, at the end of the year, if you were to count up how much time you spent browsing social media, and then then you look, someone in the face and say, but I just don't have time to read. Here's a Christian classic that would deeply challenge me and stretch my thinking, but uh, I just didn't have time. Now, I, 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 I got a new record in Candy Crush you know, or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, I, but I just didn't have time to read this classic that I've had on my shelf now for the last three years. It's really a shame when you, you realize, okay, so what did I accomplish with all this social media? I'm not saying you don't do it because I do it, but to, to be in control. And I know people yeah. that have had to actually have a social media fast just to kind of purge themselves yeah. uh, because they were just going on there every hour, just well, checking in And again. they're designed to be addictive. Like yeah, exactly. They, you know, the exactly. creators of these apps, they know what you want to keep scrolling. There's that Yeah, those cookies desire. they've got on there, are they, they know what you're interested in and you do a search here one day on the internet and the next thing you know, you're, you're inundated with all those kinds of things now. You, yeah. you just looked at some fishing gear one time and all of a sudden every, everywhere you turn, there's more sales on fishing apparel, equipment, whatever. And you, you, you just, yeah, it's designed to make you more and more addictive. Well, and, I, and I'll have to do some research and maybe I can put this in the show notes, but I know there are apps that will track your app usage. Yeah. So if you're like, okay, I'm spending too much time on Facebook or Instagram yeah. or Twitter. And, and your iPhone will do that. Yeah. Your iPhone actually will tell you how your time's been spent. And it could be quite convicting if you realize, wow, I had no idea I spent that many hours this week just on that. And uh, I just think you, you need to regularly take an inventory because mm. I, I think for most of us, we're, we can be addicted to that and squander way too much time. And when you, when you start explaining why you haven't gotten important projects done, uh, it's time to take an inventory to say, so then where did that time go? And it probably was spent in, in matters that were far less important than where you ended up putting your time. That's a great place to end. Yeah. Until well, next thanks time. Thanks for the time, Sam. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.